Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 114. Where our Royal Caribbean cruises take us is a pretty important aspect of any cruise, and this week, we're looking at what to do in the island of St. Thomas. This island in the U.S. Virgin Islands has become a very popular cruise port, and this week, we're going to look at what there is to do, see, and experience at St. Thomas, and which shore excursions might be something you might want to try on your next visit there. Here we go. St. Thomas is an Eastern Caribbean port well-known for its beautiful beaches, scenic views, and terrific shopping. It's among Royal Caribbean's most popular Caribbean ports, and this week I want to take a look at what makes this small part of the United States for those looking to explore the island so fun and so much exciting to be able to see. And if we're talking about a beautiful island with clear blue waters, then, well, I had to invite a good friend that has been been there many times as well and is also a talented blogger, and I love me some talented bloggers. It's Scott Sanders from Disney Cruise Line Blog. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. You're way too kind. Thank you. <laughs> Scott, you, you and I are we're kindred spirits. Obviously, Scott runs a blog about the Disney Cruise Line, but we both enjoy ribbing each other and uh, giving Scott... A, I also enjoy giving Scott a hard time about the photos that Disney Cruise Line posts, but otherwise, it's, <laughs> it's mutual admiration all around. Same here. <laughs> so, we're talking about St. Thomas, a port that obviously Disney Cruise Line visits just as much as Royal Caribbean. It's very popular in the Eastern Caribbean. And let's talk about just arriving in St. Thomas. Uh, you know, there's there's two major uh, cruise ports in St. Thomas nowadays. Uh, you've got the main one downtown, and then you've you've got another one. And I just realized I forgot the name of it. It's like Havel Havensight. There you go. Yes, and that yes, is the one Disney. We've always used when we've gone with Disney. Same same with Royal Caribbean. We've always been Havensight. The other one is Crown Bay, and that's the one mm-hmm. that's more downtown. I've only. I was there one time, and there were just a ton of cruise ships, like let's say like seven or eight ships in port. And mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of, I think like a lot of the Carnival ships were over there at, at Crown Bay. Um, but Havensight is basically, it's, it's out in the middle of nowhere, let's, put it, let's be honest. It's, it's just off to the side. But they built out a nice little area around, you know, your typical cruise port shopping area, right? There's, there's shops, right. there's bars, uh, there's the Senor Frogs, of course. Can't go anywhere <laughs> without a Senor Frogs in the Caribbean. Um, I mean, basically, when you're arriving at, at Havensight, what do you kind of, you know, what's your recommendation in terms of getting around and just, you know, what people can expect in, in that area? I mean, you can, you can walk over to the shopping, you know, the, you know, the other shopping district, but it's really worth your while to find a ride. Yes. Get a taxi. It's, I mean, worst case you can walk if it's a nice day, not too hot, but, you know, save the time, get a taxi to go over. Cause in between, it's really not much to see. You just walk around yep. the waterfront. Exactly. Yeah, they, that's pretty correct. There's there's a lot of commercial, there's supermarkets, mm-hmm. gas stations, but it's not really, you know, the 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 capital of Saint Thomas Charles Malier is a really a hike away, and you'd be best served by a taxi or maybe an excursion is going to drop you off there. Whatever the case may be, it's not. I mean, it's just it's just long enough to be not walkable, but it's close enough that it's really not that far of a ride either. So certainly something to keep in mind there. And when we're talking about ways to get around. I mean, really, the only two ways that I can really think of, Scott, I don't know if you've got any other ideas. If you're at least traversing somewhere in St. Thomas, we're talking about either private transportation like a taxi, you or I guess a rental car as well is something else I just thought of. But there will be a rent, there's a rental car place in the vicinity right there. Yep. We did look there at that one time. <laughs> yeah, I'm always <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm I'm always concerned to rent cars in these islands. Even though this isn't mm-hmm. part of the United States, it's I don't know. I mean, first of all, they drive on the other side of the road for one thing. And for another thing, it's just 
they're very tight roads and narrow roads and exactly by 10th fate, right? And the hills. Yes. The steep the inclines. Yes. And absolutely. cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we mention cliffs? Because there's a lot of them over here. <laughs> I've done so, it. I've done it. You can get used to it. And by the end of the week, you're a pro, but the first couple hours, days, it's Yeah, some white knuckle driving. Yes. Absolutely. All right, so today, obviously, our main focus is going to be talking about what's to do in St. Thomas. And Scott, if someone comes to you, one of your blog readers says, Scott, I'm going to St. Thomas. What is St. Thomas known for? What is there to do there? What's your typical kind of response to them? Uh, What it's known for, I would have to say the views up the top at Mountaintop, looking down at Megan's Bay and all the other little islands on the horizon, and then heading over to Megan's Bay. It's kind of, I think, the core, the main thing people tend to do yeah, it's definitely a, a beach beach island, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's the only beach we've gone to. Have you gone to others? Yeah, we've been to a couple others. I mean, Megan's Bay is by far the most popular. Megan's Bay is the one that you'll hear the most about. It's it is a very beautiful beach. It's rather it's very long, not very mm-hmm. not very wide in terms of, you know, ocean to back of the beach, but um it's very uh but it's a very long beach. It's very nice. Obviously it's beautiful. It's it's nice like the it's a bay. It's basically this L U shaped, in fact bay where the water does not there's not much surf and it's just it's very nice i mean this so this was kind of interesting scott because i've been to megan's bay many many times and the last time we were we went there just this past july i told my wife i was like we got to go somewhere else like i love megan's bay but i need something else <laughs> we got to do something different just to change things up and another popular beach is Cokie's beach which i've heard a lot of good things about it's a lot of excursions end up over there as well uh, but we ended up actually, I was talking to a, uh, a taxi driver. We had just finished up some of the stuff we're going to talk about here in a minute. And he was like, you know, he, he goes to me, he goes, look, man, all the beaches here are beautiful. Do you need to drive across the island to see a beautiful beach? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, that's probably true. And he brought me to actually to a very nice beach called Emerald Beach, which is over by the airport, actually. the There's a Best Western there, but you, it's free access. It costs absolutely nothing to go there, no, absolutely nothing to sit down on a, on a chair mm-hmm. and... You know, there's a bar, there's a restaurant, whatever you need. But it was it was beautiful. He was absolutely right. I mean, it was kind of interesting because you have these airplanes going by every now and then, which is kind of a neat little aspect of it. But you're hard pressed to go wrong with beaches in St. Thomas. I think that's really the the way to you know what we're really saying here. Right, and what you know, one thing to think about if you're going there is to see which how many other cruise ships will be in port that day. That's a great point. We were there with five other cruise ships, and Megan's Bay was packed. Yes, it's true. Uh, that's a really good point to bring up. You know, and there's a lot of great uh, websites that are out there that allow you to track it. Uh, I'll put a, lo- a put a link in the show notes rather to one of the websites that I've always used to. You know, basically you put in your date and which island you're going to, and it'll be like, okay, you know, these ships will be here. Something else to keep in mind. Also, I don't know about Disney Cruise Line, Scott, but with Royal Caribbean, they've been coming there later. Like they arrive like at noon and, and then don't leave until like seven or eight o'clock at night. And the benefit of that, and it seems weird because at first you're like, well, what are you going to do there? But the advantage of it is all the other ships always arrive in the morning. Mm-hmm. So when we got to Megan's Bay, yes, the beach was crowded. But within like an hour or two, everybody left to go back to their ships because they had to get back by a certain time, whereas we had all into the evening. And so it allowed us – the beach opened up essentially is what I guess what I'm trying to say. So pay attention to what times you're going to be there and what how many other ships are going to be there as well. Um. Let's move on to actually, you know, before we even talk about some of the other stuff, we, there's probably a decision you got to make about your shore excursions and something you're very familiar with 
and that's St. John's. So St. John's is another island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Kind of explain what the appeal is of St. John's. Guys, you've been there. I haven't been there yet. And why you might consider going to St. John's. Probably the best part about it is, well, in terms of why the people that live there love it so much, is the only way to get there is by like a ferry. The cruise mm-hmm. ships, it's can, you cannot port there. You cannot, they don't tender there. The only way to get there is go to St. Thomas and either take, you know, the passenger ferry, the car ferry, or you know, a private boat over. Uh, it's beautiful. Most of the island is a uh, protected national park. Uh, hmm. I, I can't remember the percentage, but it's it's fairly high, yeah. and so there's a lot of there's trails, there's gorgeous beaches, all you know maintained by the park service as you would expect elsewhere. Sure. And it's, you know, clean. There's not, <laughs> I mean, most people are going to run it, you know, go to cruise Bay cause that's where the ferries go to. And that's kind of the touristy area over there. But if you go ex- beyond that, you can kind of get away from that. And there's beaches. Like you said, there's a, there's beaches up the coast, down the coastline. You can't go wrong with any of them. Really. They're all gorgeous, great places. And there's some amazing snorkeling just off the beaches there. Nice. How long does it take to get from St. Thomas to St. John's? That's if when we've done it through the cruise line and a uh, port adventure excursion, it's you get on a a passenger ferry right there at your cruise ship and you go over and that was, I want to say almost a 45 minute ride. Okay. You know, just to get over there that way because they go around the whole Island. Uh, What we found is the ideal or our ideal way you're kind of doing it on your own at this point is getting a taxi over to uh, uh, Red Hook in Mm -hmm. St. Thomas and then taking the ferry that way. And it's a lot shorter. And I mean, if the seas are not as calm as you'd like, it's a, a little it's a shorter ride. So if they're a little choppy, it's not as, you know, an intense trip over in an open air passenger ferry with the yeah. sun beating <laughs> uh no, it makes sense and when you we you go that way it's it's a little more effort on your own but you you can arrange a little more time there at the beach versus what you'd get with a typical excursion nice so. sounds like a good so something to definitely consider if you are going to st thomas the st john's is an option it's definitely a full day option you're either going to st john's right and that's all you're doing or you're going to st thomas and that's all you're doing I mean, when you do with a, uh, when we did it with a cruise line, they take you, they bring you right back to the ship. They don't even, it's not even one of those where they drop you off in the shopping district because <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. most of them end up doing, uh, this is one of those, yes, it's your travel time really cuts into your day. So sure. if you've got the time, it's, it's worth going over there, but just be, just know that a lot of the time is going to be logistics of traveling and getting over there, especially if you have kids with you. And yep. all that in consideration. If they just want to go to a beach, again, you can't really go wrong. But yep, it's worth absolutely. going over. It's worth checking out. It's our, sure. one of and our favorite places. It's especially good, I think, when you get to a point where you've done St. Thomas maybe a couple times and you want mm-hmm. something a little different like I had run into. Uh, and, you know, certainly we looked at St. John's as well. It's, you know, there's it's always good to have variety in choices. And certainly St. John's is a really good choice if you're looking for that, you know, un, less touristy kind of beach experience. And, again, something a little different, so. Good stuff. Uh, let's go back to St. Thomas, though, and talk about one of the some of the more other popular things to do. Uh, one of the things that's really popular is there's a lot of scenic views. You mentioned already the cliffs and mountains, which are very <laughs> prevalent in St. Thomas. St. Thomas is a very mountainous island. I mean, it's really, 
you know, you arrive in somewhat of a flat part, but that's really just like, it's really just a a glorified beach, and then you're just, boom, it's just straight up mountains. Uh, One of the, there's two basic scenic views that I'm aware of. One is mountaintop, Mm -hmm. which essentially is a, (laughs) Scott, are you familiar (laughs) with south of the border? Uh, In, In North Carolina, South Carolina border? I'm not. Okay, it's this tourist trap on I-95 in the United <laughs> States where this guy decided to create a highway-side uh, tourist trap, you know, a place that you could sell random mm-hmm. wares to tourists. We're looking for, you know, people who drive to Florida. Anyway, Mountaintop is the St. Thomas equivalent. I mean, it's, it is a very beautiful view. There's no right. question about it. But they built up this huge little mall of, you know, touristy trinkets and pictures with parrots and you know that kind of stuff but they it is a very really nice view they claim to have the world famous banana daiquiri so yes <laughs> that's that's their claim to fame. <laughs> and south of the border claims to have the best fireworks you know it's it's all it's all relative to what they all offer and uh but you know what it, it is a great view there's no question about it i enjoyed it when we went there just from the we have photos there's a great photo that i took of me and my family standing in front of it and you get a great view of the I don't know the ge- geography, but it's the backside of the island, the Megan's Bay side of the island. Right. And it's just gorgeous up there. I mean, you just, it's on a, on a nice day. I mean, you can see out to, you know, other surrounding islands. And, Tortola. Yep. Oh, there's other a whole bunch islands. of them. Yeah, there's other ones too. <laughs> Great Tobago, Little Tobago, Jost Van Dyke, Tortola. I just found my photo. There you <laughs> Obongo, go. Bavongo <laughs> K, Thatch K, Grass K, and uh, St. John. Look at that. Insider information here. I would have just said there are Caribbean islands you can see, but Scott's got the good stuff here. So, oh, I uh, copied it off the plaque. At the- <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little borrowing. Uh, it's it's very nice. I mean, my thing about it, we went there as part of a group tour, and we probably mm-hmm. spent like thirty minutes up there. I don't think you need to spend thirty minutes up there. I had a no. Clark Griswold esque moment. Where I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, looks good. All right, let's go. Like I took our photo. I'm ready. I don't need to. Buy shirts of you know St. Thomas right. made in China and all that stuff, but it, there is stuff to do up there. It's a nice, it's a you know it'll probably take you whatever how long it takes to take a photo and you know, maybe have a banana daiquiri because why not? And you know it, it's a nice little area, just to, a great photo spot, no question about it. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, it, it, you're right. It, you could spend about five ten minutes there once you walk through the shop to get to the observation deck, yep. and then walk back out and. It it is what it is. It's a very it's it's a the top of a mountain and you get to take a photo. But it's something very cool. And if look, there's no question about it. I know we're kind of you know making fun of it a little bit, but it's still great photos. Oh, and the other one, and the other one is so where mountaintop kind of overlooks the I call it the backside of the island. I have no idea if it actually is, but the Megan's Bay side. There's another mountain very close to Haven Sight that overlooks the Charlotte Amalier side, basically the mm-hmm. side where you, the cruise ships are on, and that's called Paradise Point. And I did this excursion. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see at scott there's a there's a skyway kind of a sky tram almost like a gondola you would take on a on a ski slope not and, done that. yep and it brings you up the, this mountain it's very easy mm-hmm. uh very quick and it brings up to the top there and you get amazing views as well just as beautiful i think i like paradise point a little bit better in terms of view because you know you get to see the cruise ships you see charlotte Amalier, the harbor is a little more you know you're, you're a lot closer to what you're looking at so i think it gives you a better vantage point personally and I really enjoyed it up there. It was they have a bar and more shops to buy shirts to say St. Thomas and other stuff made in China. But uh, you know, it's a very cool thing, and I'm glad we did it. 
it was uh we booked it through Royal Caribbean, but I think you can book it through the place as well. It's all the same price. It's about twenty, maybe twenty two dollars per person. Mm-hmm. And you can go up as many times as you want. So like one admission is good for, you know, if you want to go in the morning and come back in the afternoon, you can do that as well. It's a really cool and I really enjoyed going up there. Excellent. Is there a restaurant up top? There is, yes. And of course the the restaurant they have the uh they have the the drink up there that everybody talks about. Uh, and I, oh gosh, the bushwhacker, that's the drink. Oh yes. That's there. So, you know, the, the mountaintop is banana daiquiri and over here on paradise point, they have the bushwhacker and the bushwhacker also is pretty famous elsewhere on the island. It seems, mm-hmm. um, but it's a, uh, you know, it's cool. There were iguanas to look at. So either one, I think one of them is probably good. I mean, you could probably do both if you wanted to, but certainly, you know, you go do one, bring your camera, put your family in front of it. It makes great holiday photos for the cards later on. And, you know, you're good to go in, in that regard. And it's definitely, they're very nice. The only, I guess, one big advantage of Mountaintop over Paradise Point is Mountaintop is free. You can just drive up there and, right. you know, and you don't have to pay anything. Whereas Paradise Point, you got to take the tram up there. So that does have a little bit of a cost associated with it. There is uh, another lookout of sorts, depending on if you're going with a driver someplace. Yep. It may or may not pull out kind of right by the airport. It's above the airport. Kind of gives you a view. Oh, cool. What is it to give you? Is it a view of like Charlotte Malier or just out to the ocean? It's, it's a view. There's a view of the harbor, this pull off. So you can see the cruise ships. Yep. Down and you see all the shop, you know, you see both. You can kind of see that whole little, I don't know, cove, inlet, harbor area. Yep. Sure. And, uh, offers a nice view. I don't have the name of it. Yeah, no worries. I mean, there are, but, there's, I mean, that's, it's good stuff though to know that there are other options and a lot of them, and to your point, Scott, there's another one I can think of when you're going up the mountain, like towards Megan Bay. There's another one a lot of the groups will pull off on on mm-hmm. the side of the road, literally. And, and that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, That's exactly it's what it was. It was a pull off on the side of the road. Yeah, pull off on the side of the road. And if you walk too far, you're going off the side of the cliff. <laughs> and, right. You know, it's it is a nice it's a nice view. And who doesn't enjoy a good uh, look? I'm a sucker for scenic views and taking photos of them. I just don't want to spend 30 minutes there. That's all. Right. So. It's nice, something to do, and certainly I think if you're going on any almost any group excursion, you're almost guaranteed you're going to stop at one of these. So mm-hmm. good stuff to keep in mind. The other thing, by the way, speaking of the driving, getting around, and you know this, Scott, St. Thomas is definitely one of those islands where you want to plan ahead if you're on, if you're booking your own shore excursions Absolutely. because of the, the afternoon traffic that St. Thomas is kind of <laughs> n- notorious for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on one. I remember. I'll share a story. We were on. We went to Megan's Bay, and we were driving back, and you know we knew we knew well enough to leave couple hours ahead of time because we heard about the traffic and just wanted to be safe and we were there we were sharing a taxi i think with this with this family or group from car on a carnival ship and boy they were like they were sweating bullets i mean they were like they didn't know if they were going to make it back or not because there's there's this phenomenon in uh st thomas where there's a lot of traffic in the afternoon and roads get backed up and just takes longer when you go out there in the morning hey you're going to make great time coming back especially after like say three o'clock or so boy those roads jam up big time and it just means you're going to need some more time. So you want to give yourself more time. Anyway, I think the people got out from Carnival just got out and ran at one mm. point. I think <laughs> they made the ship. But <laughs> don't be those people. Make sure you give yourself plenty of time. Absolutely. I mean, we've our family, we've come close many times to maximizing our allotted time on islands. And <laughs> this the traffic there is, and there's nothing you can do about it except plan your day better. Have you ever heard Always. the uh, the horn? No, not that. We've... We've never gotten that close. (laughs) I think we've cut 15 minutes is our closest in San Juan one time, but (laughs) yeah, 
yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll take a few years off your life, but we all planning ahead. And that's the thing. If you're going if you're going to St. John on the ferry, the best thing I would say is plan to get on the ferry before the one you need to be on to make yes, your that's ship. That's a good idea. Good in point. case you don't get to it. I mean, it's great tip. It, it'll cut some time into your out of your day, but you don't want to miss the ship. No, it's worth it to just be able to enjoy the ride back rather than mm-hmm. being like, well, it's really not that bad to spend the rest of the week here. I mean, think about it. It's beautiful. We can fly back next week. Because <laughs> right. once you take the ferry, you still have to get to the port. And yes, that's exactly. where the traffic comes in. So all things to consider. Now, another thing that we're both of us are, are really big on is exploring ports and doing a little local stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we On our last trip, we did a little bit of shopping in Charlotte Amalier. Charlotte Amalier is really the main site of shopping and culture and and food in uh, in St. Thomas. I mean, Havenside has some stuff there, but it's mostly just for the tourists, right? I mean, no locals are heading over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a it's just the mall. But and that's fine, but when you get to Charlotte Amalier, uh we did we did a little bit of shopping. We also did a little bit of uh dining as well. And I know you've sampled a little bit of local cuisine as as well. Yes, we went uh I'm going to It's Cousins, a Caribbean I went there too. Yes. Yes. It yes, was, I went to Cousins as well. This, yeah, we were we were walking through St. Thomas, and I, I think many of our listeners probably know, in St. Thomas, because it's part of the United States, if you're a U.S. citizen and you have – most cell phone companies work in mm-hmm. St. Thomas. The, the only exception is Verizon, but everything else seems to work there. And we I, – so I used I did what I do in any city. I pulled up my phone, went to Yelp, and said, okay, where's the best restaurants here? And Cousins Caribbean was among – if it wasn't number one, it was really close to number one. Mm-hmm. And it's basically Caribbean food, but there's also, you know, burgers and sandwiches and air conditioning. That's a really big plus. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. I had I went for the local dish, Scott. I went for the curried chicken. My wife went for the cheeseburger. But I loved I ate everything off my plate. I loved that food. What did you what did you get? Do you remember? Uh, I I know I got a chicken dish. What chicken dish did I get? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was it but was a like travel it? day. I did. I mean they know how to use flavor and spices in the Caribbean. Yes, so, absolutely. And the, and the other thing to keep in mind, chicken. Yeah, no, no, it's not. It's not grilled chicken. It's not McDonald's. It's definitely different, and that's good. And that's what's fun about exploring these ports is you get a chance to try the local cuisine. And what's interesting was I was there. So of course, being the geek that I am, Scott, as you know, well aware, uh, I was live. You know, I was tweeting, and one of the one of my blog readers, Michael from Tampa, recommended the Lombada Boomer drink. So I told my wife, I'm like, some guy on the internet says I should get this drink. Should I get it? <laughs> and she's like, just do whatever you want. And so I said, I said okay. So I ordered this drink. And Scott, I I went through like, do you know, you're obviously we're both Disney fans. You know the you know the Star Tours ride? Yes. Do you know the part where he, they go to light speed? Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like when I drank <laughs> this drink. I felt like all of a sudden everything around me on my periphery got like, went to plaid and i was just when it was it was the strongest drink i've ever had in my life that i didn't like i, I can't explain it. i just went from you know fine to you know whoo spring break <laughs> very very quickly i i found the menu i ordered jerk chicken ah was, there you go can't go wrong with jerk chicken right i absolutely not especially in the caribbean <laughs> So do yourself a favor, explore. They got some great restaurants there. I mean, look, if you want to go to, you know, the, it's not Planet Hollywood, Hard Rock Cafe, they have one there, um, mm-hmm. or Senior Frogs, more power to you. Hey, that's fun. <laughs> but they got some great restaurants there as well if you're looking to tra- a sample 
a little bit of the local cuisine. And I know a lot of people are always looking for ways to save money on drinks. Certainly in St. Thomas, there's lots of bars and places mm-hmm. for you to uh, do that as well. It's always so. worth exploring for some local food. I mean, Absolutely. you're going there, taste, taste, taste where you're going a little bit, not just go back and have lunch on the ship or a snack before dinner. You know. Absolutely. Amen, brother. All right, man. This is wonderful. And before I let you go, I got to ask you, I always ask all our guests to get to, get to know them a little better. A couple of quick questions. I'm going to give you some questions. Just give me the first thing that shoots back in your mind. Does that work? Okay. Sure. Right. Favorite restaurant, I guess in your case, on a Disney cruise ship? Oh, I mean, I'd have to go with Remy. Remy? Oh, you're going, you're going high. You're balling all right out. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I mean. Uh, preferred drink while on a, roller, on a Disney cruise? Hmm. I'm usually just a beer guy, but okay. I mean, what uh, what beer do you usually tr- go to? I will try any of the drinks of the day. It's uh, always smart. There's one drink on the fantasy, and they're uh, in ooh la la. Oh, jeez! Most of the drinks are made with champagne. It's one one of those is really good. <laughs> nice. Uh, favorite port of call to visit? Whew! You know, we've had you know I I like St. Thomas because we love St. John so much, mm-hmm. but I think we had an amazing time in uh, San Juan because that's another yes. port you can just get off and explore on your own right there. Everything's within walking distance. You don't even have to prearrange anything for the most part. Absolutely. It's, it's a great city. Just to get lost in, just mm-hmm. start walking, see what you find. And everything's pretty close. So you cannot really go that far from the ship. Exactly. And it's downhill. So even if you get lost, you just start walking <laughs> down. Right. <laughs> Favorite song on the radio or your iPhone today? Oh, geez. We've been uh, hooked on the Macklemore song lately, this weekend. Uh, it's a downtown about his moped. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. Obviously, I know the, the other hits, but I guess yes. I'm, losing my, I'm losing my edge here. i got to download that one. He gets a moped. <laughs> <laughs> so he's moved on from the, uh, from the thrift store to the, to the mopeds. Yes. Thrift shop. All right. Good stuff. Well, Scott, thank you so much. Of course, you can check out Scott's very informative blog at DisneyCruiseLineBlog.com. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you for having me. It's a great time. Once again, it's time to talk Royal Caribbean with all of you, and we're going to start out with some reviews. That's right. Of course, if you leave a review on iTunes about Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, I will take the time to not only thank you, but also read your review because it's the least like you. I want to recognize folks that help out the podcast. These iTunes reviews are just an easy way to help the podcast. Basically, the way it works is iTunes kind of figures if the more reviews there are, the better the podcast must be. Thus, it will show the podcast to other people and other people discover it. And then we're all happy. <laughs> Something like that. And we've got a review this week from Care Bear, who writes, I've been listening to this podcast and reading the blog for over a year now. Matt is a talented speaker and does a wonderful job. Don't worry about him being biased towards Royal Caribbean. His information can be used across multiple cruise lines. Thank you, Care Bear. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. And thank you for checking out the podcast for the review and also for reading the blog. Or always fun things that I try to post all around. Our first email this week comes to us from Paul Westbrook. And Paul writes, Matt, it seems when I come off a cruise, I have more questions. If I could just cruise more often, I could flood your inbox. Ah, goals. Quick one. Is there a way to find who the personnel are scheduled to be on upcoming cruises? For example, if you knew you really liked one of the cruise directors or someone from his or her team, is there a way to find out about their upcoming assignments? Paul, I get this question a lot, and I see this question a lot. The answer is no, not really. 
There are ways around it, certainly. You could obviously ask people who've just been off the ship you're talking about. You can, one another way is you could follow them on Twitter. A lot of, of cruise directors are on Twitter these days, and I only follow a couple of them, but, you know, Joff Eden is one of them, and you never know. Uh, so my basic recommendation is obviously asking folks that have been on a recent cruise to ask who is the cruise director. And certainly, uh, you know, if you go on social media, if you go, we have a message board at royalcaribbeanblog.com. If you go to Cruise Critic, I'm sure you can find all that kind of information there in terms of asking folks what there is. But in terms of those kinds of plans, I mean, a lot of times the cruise directors themselves only know where their contract is up to. So maybe they're only there for another four months. And then when they get closer, it's almost like on a sports team, you know, then they renegotiate contracts. Maybe they don't want to come back. That's entirely possible. So, you know, there's that. And of course, their underlings, the other people in the entertainment staff, Good luck trying to find them, I guess. I mean, again, social media is your friend. It's the only thing I can think of. It's the, only, it's the only recommendation I can give you, Paul. And I wish there was a better answer, but I think for, you know, certainly privacy reasons and also for, you know, expectation of reasons, Royal Caribbean doesn't really post. I mean, think about it. If you book a cruise because Jimmy Rhodes is going to be the cruise director and he's not there because he's on vacation, people are going to be upset, potentially. And I think that's what Royal Caribbean is trying to avoid. So they just kind of keep that as a minor thing that they don't really mention but of course the other thing is I don't, I'm not sure how many people necessarily book a cruise because of it but it's always nice to know right I mean I certainly have my favorite cruise directors in the past one of my favorites of all time was Richard Spacey who I don't know I know he's not with Royal Caribbean International anymore he might be with a parent company I know that he went to Celebrity for a little bit and they went to the corporate office but he was a real hoot and I really like him Jimmy Rhodes is great as well there's a lot of great cruise directors I mean I just Every cruise director has been really entertaining, so it's hard to go wrong, I really have to say. So, good question, though, Paul. And, of course, by the way, with these emails saying, well, how did Paul send you an email, Matt? Well, you can email me, matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So, whatever's on your mind, love to hear about it. Our next question comes to us from Facebook. It's James Keeble, who writes, keep up the great work on the podcast. It's excellent. My question is this. Is it cheaper to pre-book treatments for the spa, or shall I wait till we go on board? Great question, James. Here's the answer. The answer is it's not necessarily cheaper. I mean, a Swedish massage for 60 minutes is going to cost you the same on board as it is if you pre-book. However, there are specials that Cruise Line runs during the course of your cruise that may lower the cost. Usually it's not, okay, we're going to offer Swedish massages for 20% off. What they're going to do is say, well, you can get like a 40-minute Swedish massage and a 20-minute this. Or oftentimes there's a 20, 20, 20, like 20 minutes of this, 20 minutes of that. Basically, there's different deals on different days. So... You may find a deal that kind of works to your advantage, but if you're dead set on getting 75 minutes of the bamboo massage, well, then it's not going to ever change that price. I've never seen specials that lower a price of just one specific treatment. Often they'll just run, you know, kind of deals on specific treatments, like, you know, special treatments that are offered just on the ship. So my advice, honestly, is you can wait for this ship. I don't think there's any real advantage. The only real advantage of booking in advance, of course, is that you get to break up the cost, right? If you want to save, you know, let's say that your massage is going to cost $200 and you need to have it on this day at this time, that's when you want to pre-book. And that way it'll be $200 less than you're spending on your CPAS account and it helps break it all apart. But if you're flexible and you're, you know, you're okay with waiting till you get on board, you might be, have a better chance of finding some of the port specials as well as just kind of seeing what's available out there. And you never know. I often like taking the spa tour on, on embarkation day and kind of seeing everything that's available. Maybe there's something I wasn't aware of. Some ships have something that are special just to those ships, and it may change my mind. So, again, I think that kind of explains a little bit as to what's going to be the best option for you, James. But the only real advantage of pre-booking is you lock in a day and time, and you get 
obviously you're able to break up that cost. But otherwise, there it's nearly there is no difference. So hope that helps you there. Next, we have an email from Ron Ladowski. He writes, Matt, I've cruised on Royal Caribbean on four occasions. The first two on a balcony, the next two on a junior suite. So time to upgrade, right? The next four, correction, now three. My daughter scheduled her wedding cruise during the cruise months and had to be cancel one. We'll be in Grand Suites. So here's an idea for a topic. Is the added expense of upgrading to a Grand Suite or higher justified? Do the perks merit the cost? And what are the perks? Did you take advantage of the perks and upgrades? What is it like to be referred to as a suite snob? Is it an endearing term thrown out at many justified or not on many Facebook blogs? My wife and I will be leaving on one of our favorite ships for the first time, Freedom of the Seas, on October 11th for a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise. We're booked in Suite 1598. Chose the suite, actually, all suites so that I am on the same deck and within stumbling distance of the concierge lounge after a very happy, happy hour. If interested, I would love to discuss my personal experiences. So, love to hear from you. Ron, great email. <laughs> you know, I think we do need to do an email about suites. I want to hold off on that, given that Royal Caribbean is about to revamp the entire suite class. They're basically what they're doing on the Oasis and Quantum class ships. Royal Caribbean is completely revamping its suite amenities. And that's going to start in May 2016. I'm going to put a link in our show notes to the all the information about the new Royal Suite class that's coming out there. There's a lot of information, and for a lot of people, if you're maybe one of the suite snobs that Ron was referring to, that can be something that you might be interested in, in doing. The thing is, obviously, until that program comes out, I don't want to put out information that's about an old program necessarily, but I think it is a great topic to talk about. And Ron, I'd love to hear your thoughts about staying in a suite I've only stayed in a junior suite. I've never made that jump up to, you know, one of the, the royal suites or grand suites or presidential suites or any of those old royal loft suites. I mean, there's so many, and they look absolutely amazing. I mean, I would love to have a jacuzzi on my balcony. I'm just saying. But, you know, there's always that thing about cost and, you know, is it justified? I think the thing about suites in general is, unlike, say, balcony staterooms, suites are a perk, right? I mean, they're just something that you do is to reward yourself. I'm not sure there's a necessarily a cost-benefit per se. There can be really great deals on them, and on certain sailings, hey, you can really do really well for that. But I think for a lot of times, when you compare the cost of the suite versus other stateroom categories, you're going to find that you're paying a lot more for it. But is it worth it? Hey, if you want to be, you know, if you want to reward yourself, you want to live in a little bit of luxury for a week or shorter or longer, if you want to, you know, indulge a little bit, suites are the best way to do it. And it's a great way to have a special occasion. It's, you know, is it, but it's not like, you know, a good, I wouldn't necessarily recommend a suite, you know, because it's a good cost measure. I think it's because you want to have something a little special and be able to celebrate in that regard. And you know what? It's the best way to do it. There's lots of different suites to choose from. Some are really extravagant and amazing. Some are a little bit smaller than that, but there's a lot of different options, especially on the new class of ships. If you check out the suites on the Oasis class and the Quantum class, they are really spectacular. So some good stuff to keep there in mind. Ron, I appreciate the email. Thank you so much. Next up, we have an email from Robert who writes, you may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I'm not sure. How can I find out which ships have a flow rider? Looking forward to your next podcast. Robert, great question. Actually, great timing because I just did a blog post on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com all about the flow rider, and I'll be sure to link it to you in over on our show notes. So just go to RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, go to this episode, and you will find an art link to an article about everything about the flow rider on Royal Caribbean ships. But to answer your question, the flow rider is available on basically all the Freedom class ships, all the Oasis class ships, all the Quantum class ships, and a few of the sh- Voyager class ships. So that includes Navigator of the Seas, Voyager of the Seas, and Explorer of the Seas. And of course, you go to the 
webpage that I mentioned, you, it'll list out every single ship. The Oasis-class ships have actually two flow riders, whereas all the other ships only have one flow rider on them. And, you know, it's it's a really cool thing to do. I love watching people on the flow rider. I am definitely not brave enough to try the flow rider. And let me tell you why, because I am completely and utterly uncoordinated. Nobody wants to see me do it, because I am going to... I guarantee this is going to happen if I ever did it. I would get on there, I would dive on the board try some let's assume i actually got on the board without wiping out i would then attempt attempt to maneuver in any way and completely wipe out face first and slide way back to the back of the floor rider so i'm doing everybody a favor and not doing it <laughs> but it looks like it's a lot of fun if you there's a lot of people that really enjoy it and there's a lot to it and the best part about the floor rider is it's free it's included in your cruise cost so hey if you're really interested in doing it it's a great way to spend a cruise and maybe you never know maybe you unlike me you will learn to actually surf and who doesn't enjoy that right and our last email this week is coming from tom artsberger of colorado hi matt enjoy the blog cast and today's was especially timely flying off to london tomorrow to catch billions of the seas for a 12 night scandinavian cruise to st petersburg and back after that we're staying on the ship and doing another 50 night north atlantic back to boston a month of relaxation lots of good information on the podcast thank you wow a month of cruising man i wish i could do a month of cruising <laughs> i think we all wish we could do a month of cruising right what a great idea to be able to you know obviously only one flight over to europe and then you get to see a lot of northern europe and then you get a nice trip back to the united states boy i'll tell you that's not bad that's a great plan thomas i love it i would love actually to hear if you get back thomas send me an email and let me know how you liked both both ends of that cruise. I'd love to hear more about the Scandinavian cruise. Obviously, we heard a little bit about that on the podcast a few episodes ago. And also, transatlantics are always interesting. I'd love to hear about that and talk about what you really enjoyed on both cruises in terms of onboard activities, port stops, and who would you recommend the cruise to? That's always kind of interesting to me, Tom. So good stuff. Thank you for sending me the email, Tom. Well, good hearing from you. And of course, thank you to everybody who sent us emails, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. You guys are just amazing. I love being able to talk Royal Caribbean with all of you each and every week here on the podcast. So if you want to be a part of it, if you want to send me an email, maybe you have a question or you read something on royalcaribbeanblog.com or you have a comment. Maybe you heard me say something and you want to fire back and say, Matt, you're absolutely right. Or more likely, Matt, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, I love it because, of course, we're just having fun talking Royal Caribbean together. Send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com So, until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.